Hey you, what's happening at work? What's keeping you up at night? What's causing you frustration or depleting your wellness at work? Talk to me and with me. This is Joyce Odinison, your host with the What's Happening at Work show, where we create solutions to work, live, and play well. Join me now for next episode. So today we're going to look at something that happens at work more frequently than we think. I have a guest with me. Roma Tholikson is the president of Roma Tholikson Executive Search and a chartered professional in human resources. Roma has over 25 years recruiting, career management, and leadership consulting experience and specializes in executive and professional search. She helps private and public organizations hire exceptional value-based leaders in a wide range of industry sectors across Canada. So today we're going to have a conversation. Roma, welcome. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. You know, I did a show not too long ago about being uh, being angry at leaders for not doing the things that they should be doing. So this is a fitting show to come up in the the whole idea of searching because from time to time we need we need to have leaders. We need new leaders. And the challenge of hiring good leaders for your team is something that every organization faces. So tell me what you've been seeing out there. Well, organizations are challenged to find good people. Uh, we don't have the number of uh, qualified candidates available as perhaps we did you know, back 20, 30 years ago. And uh, organizations are feeling the crunch of many baby boomers now retiring and and uh, having now to face filling those positions. So um, they come to me when they've either tried on their own to find uh, leaders and, um, and, and have not been successful. They may have advertised, uh, they may have, you know, may have looked internally and decided that, you know, it's, uh, they want to advertise. And so they, uh, re, you know, recruit, hire me to help them. So what are they telling you that's happening at work, why they're looking for new leaders? Well, I think that, um, again, uh, it's part of the retirement that they're leaving. Also, there is sort of turnover too, uh, because um, if you're not looking after your employees properly, if you're not giving them sort of a a clear career path in their organization, they're open to being touched on by others. So there's all other organizations are facing the same issue as you are, as my, my client is, Mm -hmm. everyone is looking for leaders to fill. And if they're not there internally, they're going to look externally. And guess what? They're going to be knocking on your door on your employees. This is so interesting because we are in a different, uh, almost a different age where if you have a LinkedIn profile, you can be tapped on the shoulder yes. at any point by a recruiter That's saying, right. hey, are you looking for a new opportunity? So you could have a leader today and they could be given their two weeks notice in a couple of weeks because something better comes along. Yes, that's right. And that's why it's very important like for organizations to pay attention to the employees they have and uh, make sure that uh, they they are giving them opportunities to promote. Now, there were some recent statistics that showed that um, there's only about uh, a third of the positions that get filled by internal candidates. 
So that means mm-hmm. like two thirds are being recruited externally. Uh, and that is because you're not offering those individuals those opportunities. So one way for me to, to attract someone is always to offer them something more than um, what they're currently getting. That is so interesting. You know, one of the things we, we do at is look at helping organizations to help employees to work, live, and play well. So if you are working, living, and playing well, you're not necessarily looking. And if somebody taps you on the shoulder and you're doing well at work, you're less likely to say yes or to jump ship. Yes, exactly. And in fact, you know, that's the way we look at as a recruiter. That's how I look at the market. I know there's about maybe 40% of people that are highly engaged in their job. And no matter what, they are not going to look at the opportunity there are those that are working in your organization but are very unhappy and are actively looking. Maybe that's about 10%. And there's another 10% that are um, uh, unemployed and looking. So um, I'm going after the 30 40% that are you know, happy what they're doing. They're not really looking at other opportunities, uh, but will look at one if something is presented to them. So that's what I do. Well, this gives me some insight in, in, in terms of where you have your people in your organization, you should really be looking at the people that you're not hearing much of. They're coming in every day, they're showing up, but are they engaged? Are they happy? Are they growing? Are they developing? Are they feeling that they're well taken care of at work? Those are, would be your target clients with it. Yes, that's right. I mean, as soon as I hear, um, like, like again, I have an example where um, as someone um, is going to need to hire a senior individual for this role, and he was overlooked. Mm-hmm. So right away, that person is is a, a, a candidate for me because he's he's been overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, others, you know, may be really effective, but the company uh, politics, et cetera, make them unhappy. So that's kind of what I'm, you know, I'm targeting. <laughs> so, so smart organization should make the employees happy at work. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah, if, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's, there's a couple of things that attract people away from the organization. I mean, one is money. Uh, yes, people are not going to leave their organization necessarily uh, for the same same money, they want a bit more, but that's not the only thing. Um, people will leave an organization if you offer them more chance for career advancement. They usually want they don't want to do a lateral move. They'll want to do something higher. So if you give them more responsibility, more that that's an easy easy way to to entice individuals from the organization. Hmm. So organizations then who have set themselves up in a structure where employees are looking, there's a bottleneck, there's nowhere else to go. Those are people that yeah. are going to be looking to move on. Yes, that's right. And then they, you know, they may, may realize that mm-hmm. too, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. But there are many ways that organizations can keep people engaged. And even if it's not moving up, if they're fulfilled, they're more likely to say no. Yes, that's right. Yes. I do have, I mean, people who companies that offer, for example, ownership in the company is is one way to keep the employees engaged because mm-hmm. now you also financially invested. Um, so that that's one way, and you can you can have ownership at all levels. It doesn't have to always be at the leadership level. 
um, you know, people want to be part of an exciting mission, you know, uh, you know, a company that's, you know, doing something that's of value that is impacting the world, that, that kind of thing too is, uh, is important. So, yeah. Wow. So this is, this is great information for, for my listeners because not having the right leaders or having the wrong leaders in a particular role is detrimental to the health of your organization. Absolutely. I mean, that's what people, what, what people say is, um, and I'm sure you probably heard it is that people don't leave organizations, they leave their managers or, mm-hmm. so that's important as well too, to have, you know, investment. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the programs we run is the relational leadership program. Yeah. And in that program, we see leaders, senior leaders who've been in the organization for many years and they haven't had the opportunity to grow or develop, or they're now seeing that new generation in the workplace and they don't know how to dialogue with them. They don't know how to build relationships with them and they don't know what to do around the whole area of psychological harassment and creating a psychologically safe workplace. So they find this program attractive to help them. And so because we're talking about leaders, I'm I'm curious to know if you're seeing those kinds of concerns when leaders are, when you're recruiting, what kinds of questions are they asking you about the organization they're going? into yes well i mean that's see that's another thing too when you're when you're recruiting externally um you you know the people coming into your organization want to come into a good organization they don't want to leave something that they have and and get into something worse Mm -hmm. so partly you know when i work with clients is i you know do ask them a lot about their culture and what they're doing etc because if it isn't good you're not going to get uh people in Mm -hmm. Um, but yes when I'm even screening individuals you know you do are looking for those skills sets that they have and organizations want those because what what I'm finding is a lot of organizations somehow have not nurtured those kinds of leaders that can do what you just mentioned about relating to uh, individuals and getting them engaged and so that's why they want to look outside for a new leader that will be able to come in and relate with individuals and build those relations and they don't have it there. So that is, you know, certainly mm-hmm. a very important skill. And, you know, as I as I listen to you, I'm thinking how challenged they must be at not having created those opportunities and developed that succession planning, uh, knowing that we are going to need leaders. Let us start training up the leaders we have. So would that be something you would advise leaders to, uh, organizations to start doing look at, you know, some kind of coaching, mentoring program, training program to develop leaders internally, because there are times that you have to fill those gaps internally. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, um, so when, you know, often with organizations, when they recruit an executive search firm, and because they're, you know, they're paying, you know, a good fee for it, you know, they do expect, uh, you know, quite the ideal candidate. So part of it is to, you know, set realistic expectations mm-hmm. on that. And, um, you know, you're not going to always find uh, that person. Like, even if you do a national search and you, you know, you're like, what it shows that when you're looking for people across Canada, Canadians, is only about 5% of Canadians are willing to move. And the survey that I'm basing that on is uh, the survey was based on uh, by an organization called the Canadian Employee Relocation Association. 
and they looked at people who are willing to move for two years into a role and would they be willing to do that or not? And, and yes, 5% would. So that's still a very small, and that's only like a two, two years. Mm-hmm. So you may not always be able to find that individual. So then, yeah, I would advise you know, clients, you know, have you looked internally? Because again, statistics show is that, you know, part of the big um, uh, success factor and whether an organization, uh, a leader is able to come into your organization and make an impact is the culture. And it takes them a while to um, learn the culture, whereas someone internally already knows it, right? Um, Again, I saw some research where it showed that, um, now it was talking about any employees, not necessarily leaders, but that a a person coming into an organization, it takes them up to three years, which I found was a long number, uh, three years to be uh, productive as opposed to someone that is already there. So it's just talking mm-hmm. about, you know, how how uh, the integration of culture, you know, mm-hmm. is important. Um, the other thing is that they uh, research showed that employees, uh, companies that have an employee referral program, um, they're, those employees that get hired tend to be productive much more quickly. And so the question is why? Why, why that? Because the people who refer the individual take great care to make sure that person integrates, they follow up, they, they give them the support that they need. Mm-hmm. So that brings me back to your question is, yes, um, if you're going to use an outside recruiting firm and you're going to invest all that money and time into doing that, and then you bring the person on board and you don't provide uh, some sort of integration coaching or support afterwards then you know your funds are you know are not used as well so i know in in our in my practice one of the things i try to get organizations to do is to look at okay now you've hired the person you made the decision now your work begins you know uh, let's do an integration plan and so i'll work with them to put a plan so that when the person lands at, at comes in at work it, we look at everything from the logistics of where they where their office is, to, to who the leaders that they need to meet, et cetera. And if you invest time into that, you know, that works effectively. So that's when you hire externally. Now, if you're going to, um, you may, if you're not going to find that leader, and if it's easier sometimes to look at the internal person, why not, instead of, you know, investing time in a recruiting firm, invest in coaching and then, you know, do some assessments on your uh, internal individual internal employees see who has the leadership potential who wants to do it and then perhaps invest in coaching for that individual and give them that role and you know i have seen companies where you know they have invested lots of funds and money even in, in hiring executive search firms only for the executive search firm to come back and say you know i think you need to look you know internally and have found that internal candidate is just, again, companies don't always know who their employees are. They don't always know the goal that's in their own backyard. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's an important factor, you know, for them to consider. And I think it's important then, you know, invest in some assessment tools that can give you sort of a benchmark of employees and then, you know, consider, because overall that's good for the morale. 
Absolutely, because you're sending a message to the rest of your employees that we believe in you, we value who we have, and Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to work with you. So if I'm in an organization and and my colleague is being hired to a leadership role, it tells me, well, I have an opportunity to one day and maybe I need to look at how how I execute so that I may become a candidate at some point. So that's that's really good advice. As I was listening to you, I was just recalling uh, a situation with one of my clients. They had invested $10,000 in a recruiting firm to bring on a leader. Okay. And I think they had a three-month window, and he didn't last for three months. Uh, within that three months, he they let him go, and they had to now go back to the recruiting firm and say, we'd like a refund, right? But it was it's, it was a difficult situation because I was part of that integration process. I was part of helping them mm-hmm. as an organization to look at what needs to happen. I was there because they were having challenges overall as the organization. And I happened to be there while they were bringing this person on. And they asked me some questions as to what I can do to help to re- re- reduce some of the conflicts and some of the other things that was going to happen around that position. It wasn't, I didn't directly work with that individual. I was working more with the people around him who were already in conflict. And when you're bringing somebody in into a culture that's already mm-hmm. not healthy, the the level of confusion that can happen. And at the end, this person reached out to me and said, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have left. And I said, what do you mean? He's like, I didn't understand. Maybe I should have been working directly with you. I'm like, well, that wasn't my role. My role was to work with the other parties. And maybe I could have, if we had spoken, I could have understood what you were and you were thinking and help you through that process. But you're right. It's very, very important to give that person a coach because when he was sharing with me, I was like, wow, too late, right? Had we spoken before, had I been your coach or had I been working directly with you, we could have avoided this situation. And something happened between him and the other uh, other leaders, and he decided he was going to leave. And then after that, he started backtracking. It was like, maybe I shouldn't have. Maybe I got upset. Maybe I, I didn't understand the situation. So it can be very frightening to that person, too, coming into a new yeah. organization, new culture, especially when there's turmoil going on. And uh, but but yeah. That that the reintegration process, uh, that integration process is very very important for for candidates, and I've I've seen that, so it just came back to me as we were talking. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, so, what percentage of your empl- your clients actually do uh, develop that and follow through with that integration process? Well, I wish I could say it was like if we look at the eighty twenty rule, um, I can't say it's the majority, right? It's I think they have good intentions. But, you know, even throughout the whole recruiting process, can, like my clients, even though they're paying good money, they don't, they don't realize that, you know, you have to invest the time. They, they, they want to sort of give it all over to you and then you just take it away and then come back when you've got that person. And it doesn't kind of work that way. Mm-hmm. You need to be engaged in all the way. You need to spend a lot of time with your recruiter, no matter how experienced letting them know about, you know, your position, about your culture, about your company. You need to invest that time. You need to allow the recruiter to come in and live in your company. You know, maybe work out of your office or just kind of see how people interact. Have other have them meet uh, your other 
individuals. So one of the things I do is I, I say, I want to meet some of your team members, you know, and one organization, I met 15 of them. I just want to have a brief conversation. I want to know why they like working here and, you know, what their hopes are or, or any, anything like that. If not asking them for necessarily their opinion on the new leader, but um, I think it's important to have that engaged. So you have that foundation. I mean, the, the good thing is people do feel that engaged if you then are talking with them and there will be more tendency to support that individual. Right? Absolutely. But then, you know, even so, so even then when you find the individual, like even the simple thing is look, we need you to fill out this information. Just tell us who will the individual first be meeting and, you know, companies, Take, uh, you know, don't go back to us with that, but you have to just kind of follow up with them to get that information. So again, you're seeing that, you know, they're not uh, investing the time. I had one uh, situation where I fired my client. Like mm-hmm. they, they, um, it was a very difficult uh, technical skill set along with the leadership skills to find. Very difficult here, mm-hmm. especially in, in Winnipeg. We found that individual. And basically what happened, he came on board. And then when I followed up with him is he just got nobody, like he, he had no one to even tell him the basics. Uh, nobody was following up. Um, I guess the person that hired him was quite busy. And, you know, they were saying that, well, we have a, an extensive HR department. We don't need you to do anything more than, you know, uh, having introduced this individual. But what happened is, you know, the individual left, he didn't feel engaged, he didn't feel like, you know, he was sort of lost. And so then they came back to me and said, okay, well, we need you to find another person. And I said, uh, I will do that. But here's, here's what's going to happen. You, you need to going to sit down and I need to meet with the senior manager and go through with me what the process is. And so I think they were quite offended with that, that, you know, that I would need to instruct the senior person but I said, otherwise, I just don't do the, I don't do the search. And of course, um, it was, you know, people felt, well, we've got it, we've got all the expertise here. But yeah, no, I just, I don't think it's fair to candidates. You don't, candidates to me, um, you have to treat them with the utmost respect, you know, and get get back to them and treat them well. And when I hear that kind of, then then it's not, it's not good for the company's reputation because now you have someone that will be talking about that mm-hmm. uh, experience. And uh, so. And it's not good energy for your company too, right? Because no. you're, uh, you're not going to be feeling everything is energy. You have to have that positive energy. You have to feel that this is an environment that you would want to work with. How can you tell somebody to go work there when you're like, I would never work there really. <laughs> right. It's, yes. it's, it's, I would imagine it's it comes back to what I can I genuinely suggest that you work here. Yes, that's right. That's right. And you know, again, it's it's sometimes um, you know you want you want like as 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 a service provider, you want to be um, flexible with your client, and you want to give them what they need. So in this case, I thought, okay, it's a well-known organization. It's big. They do have good support. They didn't allow me to do some of the things that I normally would do at the beginning, but I thought, okay, I want to be flexible. I don't want to be rigid. But I think after that experience, it really showed that, you know, this is my process. If the clients do not want to follow my process, then I don't work with them. 
and as simple as that. Good for you. So good for you. You have to believe in what you do. At the end of the day, yeah. you bring you bring value to your clients, and we all have a model that we use that gives our clients success. And if mm-hmm. you know the model, when you go off offline from the model, it just doesn't work the same. No. No, no. <laughs> just doesn't work the same. So Roma, tell me why would, and I mean, there are many recruiting firms out there. Why would a company choose yours? And, and there are the national ones and they're the well-known ones. What is it you bring? What's unique about what you do that would help an organization to choose you to bring in the leaders who can change what's happening at work? Well, I would say that I spent more time upfront working with the individual. I set up my work structures so that I'm able to um, give my full attention to it that like that it needs. So I don't let the bottom line or what revenue I'm going to generate or profit I'm going to make be the decision maker because once you get into that, then you're looking at okay here you know. Uh, let's just get the candidates in, um, you know, we just need to get them in front of the, you know, the person and, you know, we just need to get the decision made. So why can't, why can't clients work with me is I work with them until I find a leadership solution and it may not be um, right away. Um, and you need a lot of persistence. And that is the one thing I do is I make sure I, I turn over every stone, every, you know, every person that I can possibly talk to. Um, that, that's our approach. So we make sure that uh, we do a thorough search. Um, we make sure that we're not looking at, you know, how much money we're making on this project. We make sure we're very lean so that we can spend the time that we need to on that. So I think that's, you know, and I have that, and I, I like to develop a personal relationship. All right. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm really glad that uh, we've had this time to talk and, and look at what you bring that's unique and different to the organization, as well as what they can get from you and, and how we can deal with this issue because having the right leaders in your organization is key. Uh, we know the leaders make or break the culture of the organization. Yes. And when we don't have the right leaders, all of us suffer. Yeah. So I want to thank you for taking the time and giving us an inside view of what's happening at work in that area. When you're looking to uh, hire good leaders for your team, I want you to think about Roma and what she does at her executive search firm here in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And you work right across Canada, right? Yes, that's right. Good. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. You're very welcome. You've been listening to What's Happening at Work. This is Joyce Edison, your host, and I want to thank you for being with us. Thank our guest and our sponsors, Interpersonal Wellness Services, Inc., the Global Workplace Wellness Summit, and, of course, the Wellness Competency Mindset Movement, And if you want to hear from us, learn more or get more episodes, join us at interpersonalwellness.com where we help you to work, live, and play well. Bye now, and we'll see you for another episode.